Welcome to the After Party, everybody. We are covering episode seven and Angela, Val, and Jean with you here. Hey. I'm Valerie. Hi, guys. What's up? Not much. Prague is what's up. Not much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of this episode? I know we said it in our recap, but it's just like this episode was necessary. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes it was very. I'm glad it was just one. Just one. Exactly. What did you guys think of Rudolph? I mean, oh, he was, I think he was more pleasant than I imagined in the he books. He was still I think. like oily and creepy enough to <laughs> sa- yeah. satisfy my picture of him. And yeah, Michael Gibson did a great job. He yeah. did do a great job. And for TV <laughs> viewers only, in the book, they describe Rudolph as having red wine and onions on his breath. So that's, oh, yeah, yeah. And he sort of his acting <laughs> conveyed that, yes. right? Yes. yes, right. And he was always in Diana's space, always touching yeah. her. Although he wasn't quite her. as lecherous in this episode, no, no. which, I, which I'm right. actually kind of thankful for, to be honest with you, because the lecherousness was creepy. All got out. This mm-hmm. Rudolph was hot and cold too. I mean, at one point he was ready to call. Well, he did call Diana a charlatan, and then all of a sudden he was like enamored by her. Yeah, he was very capricious. Yes, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm keeping her. She's wonderful." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Whoa. Oh my god! And Pierre was just wonderful in this episode. It was like, yes, mm-hmm. here I come to save the day. <laughs> <laughs> the detective yeah. duo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Off. A lot of stuff going on in this episode. And Pierre was there. Francoise was there like, hey, we tried to keep the kid at home. So yeah. Yeah. there were a lot of little <laughs> moments that I really enjoyed in this episode, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But probably like Angela said, it was a, kind of a necessary evil. We had to go there and come back and do our thing. And right. Edward and Kelly was two- kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They aged him down for this, so we felt sorry for him mm-hmm. a little bit. And we didn't get um, him thrown out the window, unfortunately. I was hoping he'd <laughs> right. dangled by his feet or something. So for those of you who are confused, uh, TV watchers, uh, when we keep saying Prague, we mean, like the TV show says, Bohemia. Bohemia. Yeah. So just to keep that straight. Let's get into listener feedback. Angela, what do you have? I have something from Kirsten. She's back. And as you remember, she has not read the books. Okay. Hey. hey yeah. So she has interesting perspective once again, but I'll let you know she has a surprise for us at the end. Ooh, okay. Okay. So she says the whole pissing contest slash jealousy arc is not very subtle, but I still enjoyed it immensely. Watching Matthew's face and seeing him come closer and closer to the end of his rope until he finally explodes. Also, looking very fine when brooding in his long cloak. Agreed. Agreed. 100% true. Yeah. I appreciate that he wants to give Diana the freedom she is accustomed to as a modern woman, even when all his vampire instincts are protesting. But communicating his struggle might have been helpful, right? Yeah. Diana's also a bit too reckless for my taste and not very observant. True. I agree. agree. This agree, is a true story. She, what she was like, it was kind of like she was at the bar. She's like, it's no big deal. I just got to get what I want. Free drinks, yo. What's up? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 
Oh, God. But I love that she doesn't let him leave when he tries to hide his volatile side from her. In season Mm -hmm. one, he was able to reach her and ground her when her magic overwhelmed her. And I like that she can reach him and bring him back to himself when his rage threatens to drown him. Point well taken. Very well taken. Now, here's her surprise. I haven't read the books. But I stayed around for your spoiler section. Mm, and ooh. the gallo glass revelation absolutely floored me. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm so sorry! <laughs> <laughs> I did not oh, see that one coming. I interpreted his comment about the mating as concern about that mating might not have been a wise move because of Matthew's blood rage. I took right. Diana's reaction to this as an awkward reminder that all vampires around her knew all along that her relationship with Matthew had not been completely consummated and now also know that his has changed. Right. So I guess, Valerie, you've probably already done the spoiler warning in the beginning of this episode because this now includes spoilers. Yeah, well, I mean, we've already spoiled a lot, so it's fine. There's a Uh, revelation, folks, but at least we didn't tell you what it is yet. You'll have to go find it out. That's true. (laughs) That's true. It's a mixed bag. And if you follow our episode after this and you're brave enough to (laughs) go into the spoiler zone, you'll hear (laughs) what we have to say. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I I love I can just picture like, how how bad could the spoiling be? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was huge. (laughs) 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 Okay, so Kirsten, if you ever decide to bygones, right? If you ever (laughs) decide to read the books, please engage with us, and I'm very interested what somebody from the TV show going to the books would think as they went along. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of the opposite journey of us. Yeah. That I yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm so curious to find out what that journey looks like. Mm. Jean, what do you have? I have one from Katina. Hi Katina. Hello again, Katina. Nice that you came back again this week. Greetings, Lady Demons. I found it interesting that they had chose not to have Gallo Glass comment on the blood vial noise that would have made Diana his aunt twice over, but he did mention how she was now made it to Matthew. Didn't Baldwin act like it made a racket? Love him. Mm. I don't know how much emphasis they'll put on this in the third season, but I did find it interesting that Benjamin mentioned it to her. (laughs) Had I not read the books, I would have been confused about this. Also can't remember, but do all vampires that hear it recognize that it was made by Philippe? Do only those who know him realize this? And how do they know? So many Mm. questions, Katina. I think we we can answer that question about the blood vow a little bit. All vampires here's something. It might be a low hum. It might be a racket. Those in the direct bloodline, it's louder and more pronounced. But also keep in mind, that's the direct bloodline. That's like Philippe's sons, daughters, and grandson, mm-hmm. which would explain yep. why you have an issue about why Galaglass didn't hear it. Yeah. So yeah. there is that. Although, just to make things crazier in the books, Goody also knows that there's a blood vow too, but we still haven't worked out yeah. why that is. <laughs> Questions for another day. We like to put things in a bow and say it was magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Magic's always a good fallback explanation for things in this world. It was magic. Shh, it was magic. Shh. <laughs> and this is super spoiler and I won't get into it, but the big question mark is, did Father Hubbard hear it or not? Or what What did he hear? Mm, yeah. That is spoiler in like six different levels. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I have something from Terry. Hi, Terry. Hey, Terry. She says, I just want all three of you to know that your reviews are the highlight of my Sundays. I love them. 
Specific to episode seven, I just wanted to let Jean know that I loved her statement about Diana and her magic pussy. That's true. She was paraded around. She's like, shush, Matthew. I have a magic pussy and I'm going to get all the information. Shut up. <laughs> it's all those free drinks at the bar. No. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Stifling me. Hmm. <laughs> I hated the way Diana acted in this show. I, I know. I mean, okay. She honestly, was that girl I we did, all went to high school was the parts of the show. I know. I know. And it was like, what are you doing? You can't act like that. And, you know, of course, Rudolph is going to expect some payback eventually if you keep teasing him like that. And it was just like, I never got that impression in the books. I never got the impression that she was acting so cock You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 It was just in the books. I just felt like Gerber or not Gerber. Ugh, I've got Gerber <laughs> in the brain. Anyway, I felt like Emperor Rudolph was just constant and just there yeah. persistent. He was know? like he was yes. like that incel that won't leave you alone. Yeah. It's like back off, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that incel that won't leave you alone. We all have one of those. <laughs> yeah. In our, in our history, I'm sure every one of us. Does. Yes. 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 It's like, hmm, if he was cute, it'd be okay. But, you know, he's not. So it's like the stalking. Matthew breaking into the room, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It, it goes back to that. <laughs> it always goes back to that. Oh, Listeners. man. Thank you, Terry. Thank you so much. Oh, Terry, thank you. Wait, just explain your stalking. <laughs> permission oh, for, versus not for, permission. Oh, wow. for, for folks that, that are uh, TV only, when uh, we always get into this, when we talk about the shadow or uh, discovery or witches discovery and, and, witches, and the show yeah. too, it's like, I'm like the pro stalking because he's a vampire. It's what they're supposed yeah. to do. Angela and yeah. I think it's cool and it's like, yeah, it's, he's a vampire. It's what he's supposed to do. It's kind of sexy and Valerie's like, hard no. Uh, yeah. I'm like, she's hard no on no, the stalking dude. and hard no on the snooping. But right. yeah. vampire. Yeah. And we have broken it down. Like, is it snooping or courting? Uh, or is it stalking or courting? It depends on how cute he is. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it We're creepy. Yeah. How charming I is never, he? And at that point, I wasn't enamored with Matthew. I'm just like, ugh. He's gross too. God, whatever you know. <laughs> yeah, and then Hamish changed your mind, and no. Hamish, changed, and here we are. Here we are. Six years into doing this fucking podcast, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all about you, Matthew. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So if you guys want to hear the play-by-play on this episode, our full review on episode 7, go to go.demonsdiscuss.com slant S2E7. All right, guys. So let's say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Until next week. Bye. Demon kiss.